We come to this place to fellowship as your word commands us that we should not forsake the gathering together. Now as we have come, we thank you for your presence. The Bible says when two or three are gathered, there you will be. Your presence will not be absent in the gathering of your people in your name. So as we have come today, thank you. Minister through us today and strengthen your people. Where there is doubt, let faith arise. Where there is discouragement, Father God, empower your people such that they are able to face the enemy and to chase him out of their territory in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. 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 Let's give the Lord a Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Uh, the background to what we are doing is from what we started some time ago when we were dealing with um, possessing the land. Amen. Said, there is a land to possess. There is a land to possess. Jesus died for more than us just coming to church. There is stuff that he purchased with his own blood. The blood is the currency of the spirit. Now having done that, it is expected that we possess it. He has given it and he says go and possess it. Then we spoke about the fact that there are these seven spirits which would ensure that whatever God has given, you don't get it. It becomes almost impossible in the world because of the presence of these seven demonic spirits who rule the world system in the world. There's seven spirits in the world. Amen. And then we landed for us to be able to step into our kingdom purpose to walk into that which god had preordained for all of us as your portion in this life that you cannot die having inherited what the blood bought for you now you can die if you want it's your choice because god has given human beings freedom of choice you can choose to reject him or you choose to accept him this is why the Lord never uh, imposes His will upon anyone. He does not for force His will down our throat. He says, I stand at the door and I knock. The handle is on the inside. Whoever opens, I will come in. I will fellowship with them. They will be my sons and daughters. I will be their father. Amen. So there are these spirits that are rulers. They are governors in the world on every continent they will always make sure that it becomes very that the, the world system is set up such that it casts out the redeemed we were born into an evil world system it, it, it is not designed for you to prosper it is not designed for us to chase God it is not designed for us to live according to scriptures Everything around us is such that it becomes difficult for us to
to walk within the perimeters of the will of the Father. And uh, when we get born again, worse, something called the religious spirit was poured out into the earth. It made people think that Sunday service is the headquarters of spirituality. So all that we are about is it's just about attending church. And they came up with a Zulu temple song. And then people felt that no, if I umangi call wa ogambangio tikita, tikita, I am putting a down payment for my place in the kingdom of heaven. So uh, the, on the on the database, as long as my name is on the database, I'm covered because so we grew up with our grandparents we went with them to churches and we observed them as young people we we absorbed the culture and because god had already called us from the time into the future we didn't like it some of us he caused us to to just don't 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 like anything to do with church because of what we saw because the enemy's agenda i saw them in the township and I got so discouraged and I said, Then you just cut me out. I'm not going to be part of this nonsense. I can't, I can't, I can't do that. It's the enemy, enemy's agenda. The people in the township who were said to be Christian, they were the ones all They were worse. Oh mean I have a grandmother with One of the most loving people you've ever seen. Better than people who were called deacons and elders in churches that I went to. It's the enemy at work, the religious spirit. And so when we grew up understanding that we come to church. Uh, it, it, it almost had a format of, of the Oscars. You know, the, you know these global events where everything stands or falls upon the performance of, of somebody who's on stage. The rest of us, we sit on our chairs and, and we just watch. Whether it's the choir singing, if Mandu sings of key, we have our red pens down there, we're sitting we, we, with our legs crossed. Our Louis Vuitton, she sings of you, we be cross. We wait for another item on the agenda. Somebody comes with a word of offering. They, they, they speak, we look at how they are dressed. We begin to scrutinize them. So everything was designed by the enemy such that if the service is powerful, it's because somebody performed something on stage. If somebody does something, I misquote scripture. We were going to go out, we're going to talk about how he fumbled around the scriptures. He just couldn't find. That's how we have come to understand what church is about. We, we were not taught, but we are all members in the body. The service hinges upon everybody finding their place, finding your, your gifting. That God has called you as a, as a lively stone to find your place in the body and function accordingly. Before Umfundi says in the people have been praying. 
They have been praying at home. Father, all your people are coming. I pray that even as I shake my hand, their hands as an usher, let something be communicated. Let the fire pass through my hands into their hands. In Jesus' name, even as I hug them, let the fire of the Holy Ghost, let them sense the love of heaven. Embrace them. That only happens when you understand that when you get born again, there comes a time there are milestones in our growth with God. That's like when there are milestones in the growth of a little baby. First, they, 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 they can crawl, they, 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 they are nestled on their mother's breast. And then they crawl, and then they stand, and then they walk. They, they, they are milestones. And first you come, you have a beep on. We feed you the word. There comes a time when you take that stuff off, you put an apron on. You put an overall on. And you say, I've come here to serve because there, there are levels. Everybody is a member. It shouldn't stand or fall on one person. Everybody is interceding. Everybody is bringing their fire from where they come from. When we get together, it's a bonfire. Everyone is on fire. Amen. How did I get there? I was explaining to you that we are where we are now because we have been discussing the giants. Amen. Now, the last one that brings us here is called the parasite spirit. We said a parasite spirit, umoya, who is against walls. It, it's a spirit of fosha, uh, It breaks down walls. It's a parasite spirit. So watchmen must be set on the walls to guard the walls. Amen. That's why we are where we are today. Now, I must tell you that the enemy is already within. He has already breached security because watchmen were nowhere to be found. So the enemy is already within families. It doesn't have to, it doesn't take much to realize that. Just look at your own family. You will realize what it is Sita. Sessing a pagat. You see, it says, for I can tell you my own stories from where I come from. I have tangible scientific evidence that the enemy has broken through and he is within. It's broken through in marriages, in our finances. Somehow he has found a legal right to position himself in places where he's not supposed to be. The fact of the matter is that he is now within, so what do we do? Evangelion is redemptive, which means even if there, there has been harm, things have been broken, the nature of the gospel is such that it is designed to fix stuff and to renew. It reassembles whatever the enemy has broken. The, the evangelion, it is meant to fix that which the enemy has broken. So it is never too late with God. As long as there is God in heaven, as long as your heart is still beating within your chest, anything is possible. And God is able to redeem 
our lives. Years wasted. <coughs> times spent in foolishness and childishness. God is able to restore the restore. restore. Amen. So again, land up to our repentance and holiness and militant prayer deals with the enemy within and also prevents the enemy from coming inside. Amen. Amen. When you deal with repentance, thorough repentance, deal with holiness and militant prayer, cold warfare, it takes care of the enemy who is already within. We tell him that you're not supposed to be here. Your lease has expired. Now I have discovered who I am. I didn't know anymore. I didn't know my place. I didn't know my position. I didn't know my identity. Suddenly I, fi I find out I am a child of God. I have authority. I have power. I don't have to put up with everything that you throw at me. I must be able to push back in the name of Jesus and chase you out of my territory. Chase you out of my marriage. Chase you out of my finances. Chase you out of my career. Chase you out of my household. Chase you out. Amen. Amen. So again, Lenkonzo of a watchman keeps the enemy without. Amen. Keeps the enemy without. Uh, uh, I'm a watchman. Ilabo abagada izindonga. Amen. They see the enemy approaching afar off, and then they blow the trumpet to alert everybody. Amen. So we're gonna uh, handle uh, this today in Jesus' name. Always remember, in the absence of a watchman in in the family, because that's why we need to start. In the absence of a watchman in the family, the, the enemy breaks in. So every, every household, the heart of the father is to raise watchmen in families who will begin to, to guard against the enemy invading and vandalizing the inheritance of the family in Jesus' name. Now, sadly, watchmen have been missing on duty. Now, I don't know why they have been missing on duty because Len Konzo, Yogubaki watchman, is not glamorous. Not glamorous. Uh, glamorous. Glamour. It's not glamorous. And it is very, it's very costly, as you will soon find out. You almost live your life looking away from comfort. People who guard walls, the rest of society is behind you. They are having prize. They are having fun. They are dancing. They are just having it. They're just having life. His job, he's stationed. He's looking very far to see if there are any signals dangerous signs that he can identify so that people behind him which is your family your friends my people can be protected amen so there is there is not there is not a, a, a very glamorous thing to do life 
Amen. Now let me tell you, let me just give you the heart of the, of the Father again today. I want you to remember this all the time. Abantu. Abazo Caesar is his six son. People who are going to rescue this generation are people who are going to sacrifice their lives for it. People who are going to rescue. You know the people that you see when you drive out, when you are going to the taxi rank, when you go to your, to your neighborhood, the, the boys on the, on the, in the street corner, they will be rescued. Their future looks like the sacrifices the church is willing to make for them. That is what you must always remember in your heart. This is why the agency in the spirit of, of, of the ministry of watchmen is more than ever before. Because altar of sacrifice. The altar of sacrifice, what you put there is a down payment for this generation. I'm not talking about what everybody else does. I'm talking about it's sacrifice is, is what you do beyond. It's sacrifice. You sacrifice your time. You sacrifice your, your sleep. You sacrifice your meals. Because God has dropped, has given you a burden for your family. He has given you a burden for your friends in school. He's given you a burden for this generation. And more than ever before you find yourself, when you see things, you used to laugh before. Now they, 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 just, they just make you, they shake you. They bring tears to your eyes. Now I want to ask you here, if you see terrible stuff happening in the world and nothing happens to you, this generation is in trouble. If you step out and you see a 10-year-old in the street begging, holding a, some 7-year-old, whatever it is, and nothing happens, because what the enemy does, he makes us get familiar with pain. And we, we, we become insensitive. We become numb. He numbs us. Now, what, what the ministry of a, of a watchman to forget. This is why from time to time you go fasting. Because Ukuza has a tendency of making us forget what is going on. Some comfort has a tendency of making us forget the real stuff that's going on. It's very easy to pray when there's nothing in your refrigerator. That becomes your motivation. What if your fridge is full? What if your bank account is okay? Would you still wake up at two and pray with the same sense of agency that you are praying right now? Hallelujah. was rescued because the father was willing to sacrifice his own son on our behalf. 
Now that was done as an example. Whenever something must be rescued in the spirit, blood is never absent. So the father is looking now because Jesus died once. He can't come down now and then die again for this generation. There are people. I'm telling you now, if, if you don't feel anything, I want to ask the Lord, Father, you know, I don't care. I want you to help me to care. For me, whether they die and go to hell, I feel nothing. I feel nothing. I don't have the burden. I pray that you give me that burden for my generation, for my people. Nothing motivates me to pray for them. But I know that you love them enough and you count on me down here to be your hands, to be your feet, to be your mouth, to love the unlovable, to hug the unhuggable. I want you to give me, pour your emotions upon me. I want to feel what you feel. I want to hate what you hate. I want to love what you love. If you can do that, Barcelona, I'm telling you, you are, you are walking very close to being used by heaven. I'm, I'm not talking about being used by God in the sense that you know traditionally. Being used by God is going to take a different definition, trust me. Because we think being used by God is, is sweating here, preaching, getting you excited, and then you come and drop some money and make me look like a celebrity. That's, 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 I'm not talking about that. That's, that's just that's celebrity people. Talking about servants of God. A breed, a holy breed God is raising. Who feel the heartbeat of the Father. People who can, after we have given all your offering, if there is somebody, and the Spirit of God would say, take all this stuff and give it to this woman here. She needs it. She needs to pay for a house. It's going to be taken by the bank. Just give it to her. That's what I'm talking about. That's what God is raising. Amen. So, now, in your Bibles, let, let's, let's go to... Um, let's skip all these. Let's go to Isaiah 56, verses 9 to 12. Isaiah 56, verses 9 to 12. Amen. Amen. And let's discuss... A few things there. Now, while you are turning there, let me also tell you the fact that what I did discuss with you last week. Will be built upon the remains of God's people, Satan people. And last week I said remains, it is what is left after a person has died. Do you remember that? The, the, the future of our generation looks like the remains. It will be built upon the remains of certain people. When you have chosen to give your life away, you've chosen to just lay your life down, that's when the generation, the chances of this generation being rescued from sin, from hell, hinges upon them. So a, a, a church of comfort will not rescue this generation. It's a church 
that is given to tears, that is bearing the weight of God of heaven, that's weeping for them. Don't allow your heart even numb towards and all the evil in the world. Do whatever it takes to say, to stay and to remain sensitive. Let the very sight of them, let it drive us to prayer. Let it drive us to tears. That's the people that God is looking for today. Amen. Now, before, before we go to this, let me just share this with you. It's not, it's not, it's not on your slides. Let me just share it with you briefly. It's Matthew. Just write it down in your, in your, in your notes. Uh, it's John 12, verses 24 to 26. Let me read it right here. It says, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. Now, watchmen, Bazalwan, are those who choose to fall down into the ground and die. It's not for, it's not for those who desire big platforms to be seen. It's not a watchman. Watchman, he's, he's, he's been messed up by the word too much to understand nonsense and performance and Hollywoodism in the church. His heart is for what God wants to see happen. It's not for the system. It's a church system. He, he gets bored by what he sees happen. Because he realizes that they, they don't have the burden. They're just having fun. They don't know what's going on. They, they, as soon as you walk out of this door, whatever that was happening here falls flat. We go back to our lives. We lock Jesus in this building. We go to Gateway. I don't need him in Gateway. He is irrelevant there. Now that's not, that's not what God is dealing with. God is raising people who will resemble him. And speak like him. And love. Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him should not perish. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave. You can never minister to a generation you don't love. The church that is not in love with the city of Durban and the perishing people in the city of Durban is irrelevant in Durban. The church that's going to be used by God to rescue this generation is the church that is saying, Lord, maybe we don't love properly because I don't have the agency of souls. 
Maybe if, 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 if I knew what was at stake, maybe I would spend every single day speaking to 10 people, ministering them, ministering the gospel to them for them to be saved. So I pray that you, you pour, pour it out on me in Jesus' name. For God so loved the world that he gave. Jesus put to Peter, do you love me? Because love is the prerequisite of any ministry. Love is the mother of all ministries. And a, a church that does not love the generation will become a society and like a social club. I can't even sit here because somebody sits here. If I bring somebody and they sit here and you, we look at them, we, we, we scrutinize them, look at them up and, up and down, you see what they are wearing. Do they fit the profile to sit where they have been placed? Because we, we, we lack. Now, the Lord Jesus is raising the bride. He is restoring the, the real church. I told you some weeks ago, he is pulling his church out of the church. There's a church as you know it. But there's a holy breed. His own special people. His holy people. Whom he wants to use in these last days for his glory. Now these are the people we are talking about today. Amen. Now, let us, let us skip some of the things, maybe I will come back to them. Uh, I've asked you to open the uh, book of Isaiah chapter 56. Amen. Uh, let's read. It says, All you beasts of the field come to devour. All you beasts in the forest, his watchmen are blind. They are all ignorant. They are all dumb dogs. Hey, God, is, can, God can be harsh. Eh? Hmm. They cannot bark. Sleeping. Lying down. Laughing to slumber. Yes, they are greedy dogs. He's talking to, he's talking to people, not, no, not to the world. Talking to the church. Because he, because he calls them his uh, watchmen. Lying down, loving to slumber. Yes, they are greedy dogs which never have enough. And they are shepherds who cannot understand. They all look to their own way. Everyone for his own gain. From his own territory. Come, one says. I will bring wine. And we will fill ourselves with intoxicating drink. Tomorrow will be as today and so much abandoned. If you want to know why the world is in the state it's in, yet the church is everywhere. I remember Dr. Fred Roberts once in a Chatsworth alone, there was a time when there were 1,200 churches. The church in every street within a 200 meter radius. There's a church. Like in schools, you know schools? You go to a school, there's church, everyone, there's churches. If there are so many Christians in the city of Derby, if there are so many Christians in South Africa, why is South Africa the way it is? 
The city looks like the city is a reflection of the church in it. Did you, did you hear that? I'm going to repeat that. The state of the city reflects the state of the church in that city. If the church is a sleeping church, but with a lot of speakers and big noise, but still sleeping, because sound and noise makes nothing. It's what happens in the spirit. It's the impact you are making in the spirit that is important. So as long as watchmen have not taken their place, townships, Umashu, Lamonville, Chesterville, and every township, they will remain the way they are as much as there will be lots and lots of churches everywhere because our mindset is Sunday service. We don't understand that God has called us to be watchmen at Clermont as a church, to pray for that community, to agonize, not just to pray for the roof of my door, for the sound system which I need, to pray, to pray more. For the community than I do for my own seek first the kingdom of God and all these other things shall be added he knows that there's an addition he needs to make after we have prioritized him he does not forget the addition as long as you spend your life prioritizing what is in his heart he knows in heaven, he, you must be added to. Whatever you are doing, what, whatever you are about, heaven must add to you. To seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be added. How do you add it? So let it basically... It's a description of the general state of the watchmen everywhere. This is what we are dealing with. This is why cities look the way they do. This is why townships look the way they do. It's because the Bible says, number one, watchmen are blind. How to blind? blind. They have no sight. They see nothing. In other words, they are not able to detect the enemy who is meant to vandalize and destroy young people in the township. If the church, like Amash, in, 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 the, in the community, is alive, do you know that they determine the atmosphere in the township? They are able to, I can tell you, testimonies in, in Colombia. There was this drug cartel, cartel, it's a group of, of drug people. They owned about 12,000 buildings in the city. They owned judges. They owned them, they were in their pockets. They owned police. They owned everybody. The city belonged to the cartel. It took people to realize that what we see in our city is not the preordained purpose of what this city is supposed to be according to heaven. So they got together. They would pray for hours, weeping, not for their um, personal stuff, for the city. The 
testimony goes on to say, within 12 months, their crime rate dropped. Because if the church is, that's another thing you must know about church. If the church is alive, there must be tangible proof of the results of the church in the community that you can measure. Because the church is Nikamashu. Now, certain things are going to shut down. Drug people are going to move away. Not because you are telling them, because the atmosphere doesn't allow anymore. That's when the church is alive. You are able to fire people and tell them to go in Jesus. And so in that place, there was an amazing, an amazing revival. There's another place where our prisons were shut because prison wardens, they were losing their job. People aren't being arrested anymore. That's when the power of the gospel is effective and the church is alive. That's how we are going to be relevant, even to the politicians. That's how they're going to see the relevance of the church in society. When we begin to arise and step into our place, not just coming to churches on Sunday, but being in the city, being a blessing in the city. We, we, we look at the statistics as they come and we get something turns in here. Because we are the church, we look at the crime rate and we say, this is the crime rate. Now let's go. Our statistics, they are our marching orders. They, are, they give us it, it directly. No, let's attack this. That's when the church is alive. But this says they are blind. Number two, it says they are ignorant. They have no understanding. They are clueless. They are uninformed. That's why the Bible says my people perish because they lack knowledge. Now that is deep. Lack knowledge of what's supposed to happen, of what the enemy is planning to do. They don't know it, so they don't, they don't get to pray against it because they have no idea. They can't prevent it because they are not awake and alert to it. My people perish because they lack understanding. The scripture says, and they are ignorant. Done that. They come back. They come back. In other words, they cannot warn. Inja, Ikonkota is a warning. If you are in the house and Inja, again, it begins to bark, it gives you an idea something is, is, is happening. Now, these watchmen cannot send alerts to the people of impending danger because they are sleeping. So things happen. In society, undetected, the enemy flies in and he flies out. Undetected because those who are supposed to be positioned on the wall, they are sleeping. The Bible says they love to slumber. I was telling someone, Israel, I had lunch with what the Holy Spirit is saying to me. Saying the early hours of the, that's my sacrifice. The early hours of the morning must be given. I don't have them. Because each sacrifice must be, you must know exactly what you are sacrificing for the generation. You must measure it. It, it, it must be, you must be able to list tangibly. It can't be a concept in our head. He told me, 
Forget about your early hours. You don't have them. They're not yours. Hand them over. Said, yes, Lord. I won't, I won't tell you how, 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 how long, but I know that is my, that is my burden. I, I don't have early hours of the morning. They, they belong to him. He wants me during that time to go into a secret place and begin to cry out. That's the offering. That's how my altar will look like for the generation. Say amen. amen. So they cannot bath, they see nothing. They sleep. They are greedy. They are only interested in prosperity and riches. Sustaining, maintaining their lifestyle. That's their preoccupation. If you, you did a, a survey, an audit of sorts of many ministries, you will realize that the, the, main, the main thing really is it, it revolves, or even if there's a vision, you, have, you know visions are, are very professional. You know when you come in here, and you only look at this, it gives you a sense of, you know, they know what they are doing. Yeah. At least they know what they are doing. But in most churches, this, this is nothing. They don't even live it. They don't even, because when you have a vision, all the activities, they must speak to it. Even if I minister on something, but it, it, it has a way of speaking to that. That's what we are called to do. Now, most people, the, the church is there, lots of people, but it revolves around maintaining the lifestyle of a, of a minister. Which, according to scripture, is not wrong if it's done properly because the Bible says, don't muzzle the ox. Ministers must be given their due. They must be blessed. They must be taken good care of. But the ministry cannot revolve around that. In other words, Maula and then I do my calculations. It can't be like that. So it says they are greedy. They don't know who they are. Hence, you see what you see. This is the question. How, how could he allow such an atrocity to happen? Forgetting that we are the ones who are supposed to be on the wall, detecting things before they happen and praying and warding them off. Says they are selfish. Look to their own way. And another preoccupation in churches, which I know, is numbers. Oh, I love numbers. That's why I'm trusting God for for the first thirty. Now people come and go. I don't know, but God's gonna help us. I just need a thirty here. Thirty, thirty solid people who are committed. Now upon that we're gonna build something amazing. Now I believe in numbers. Numbers are powerful. Because the more people you have, the more influence you have. If there are 5,000 people here and they are being fed the right stuff, you are releasing back into society amazing people who are going to make impact. Instead of 30 uh, people impacting society, you have got 5,000 people impacting society. That's powerful. So numbers are important. That's why churches must grow. Amen. But. That must not be the preoccupation because you end up with a crowd. We don't even know these people. You don't know how they live. 
They're not even accountable. They live together in flats. They cohabit. You don't even care. As long as they fill this auditorium. It's not what God wants. God wants his holy bride. People who are like him. Who resemble his image. Who are impactful in the earth. Say amen. amen. Now, then it says, finally, they love nice time. The, the, these people are supposed to be standing on the wall. Uh, they, they love nice time. They love life. They say, feel ourselves, they feel themselves with intoxicating liquor. They even drink. Let's not get into the discussion of wine. That's not for today. But all you must know is that the heart of the Father is crying out for people who are going to feel what he feels and understand and look at the world through his eyes, through his lenses and feel the burden that he is feeling currently for the nation, for this generation. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. But I want you to understand these things because the enemy is busy toying with our people in our own families. It's vandalizing. There's stuff happening right now. I don't understand a believer who does not have a prayer life. I don't get it. When things are burning, don't even worry about what's out there in your own family. How is it possible that a Christian would not have a fervent prayer life? We spend more time now. Sometimes I, I'm on WhatsApp looking at these statuses. An hour is gone. An hour. I'm like, what a wasted time. We live in the 21st century. Of course, we, we, we benefit from this thing. That's our life. Social media is our life. What I'm saying is, be able to be so connected with the Holy Spirit that anytime you are called, you are able to respond. You are busy sitting with friends, you're watching something on TV, and you must be able, like what you told me about him, that doesn't know. Tozong, you would be sitting with him having, having dinner, then he just pulls out, just go to the room and begins to pray. We, we must have people like that. Amen. All right. I want to I tackle this before, before just, just give me about um, just 20 more minutes, 15 more minutes. There's this question that's asked by everybody in the world. Why? Why there's so much evil in the world? Well, why there's so much evil? God, it's the First John chapter 4, verse 8. And first to chapter 4, verse 16, those two they say, God is love. Now, people in the world they love those scriptures. How can a loving God be so cruel? How is it possible? Now, there are basically three reasons why there is so much evil in the world. Because I want you to also understand that you are part of we are part of it. Number one. It's because we live in a fallen world. That, that's, that's, the, that's common sense. We live in a fallen world. Fallen world means the enemy was given permission to operate. So whether you like it or not, something's going to happen. 
we're gonna go outside the, the this this room. Somebody will just just bump you for no reason. Why? Because we live in a foreign world. This is a foreign foreign culture. They they think strange. It's wickedness. He comes and he, he, cut, he cuts you. You're driving your car. And he cuts in front of you, and he shows you the middle finger. Why? We live in a fallen world. It's just the way it is. You know. Number two. The reason why there is evil in the world is because the world has given the enemy a legal right to sin. Now God cannot help that if we give the enemy permission and landing strip and we say we are open for business here. Because sin says to the enemy, you are open for business. He can come and transact through your life. Now, God cannot help that because God honors and he respects your decision. So the enemy comes because he's invited through sin. That's the second reason. But the third reason, which I am concerned about, and which is my focus this morning, is the fact that watchmen are not watching. Watchmen are not watching. They are ignorant of the enemy's plans for society. The Bible calls them devices. Not devices. Let's, let's, let's just look at that scripture. Let's look at that scripture. In Jesus' name. It says, Now, whom you forgive anything, I also forgive. For if indeed I have forgiven anything, I have forgiven that one for your sakes in the presence of Christ. Now, there's a context to that. But this is my focus. Lest Satan should take advantage of us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. Now, the word devices, it means schemes. Amen. Schemes is the thoughts of the enemy. It's his plans. It's his plots. I'm a cleaner, but it goes beyond the clean. It's, 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 it's what he's thinking. Now, a watchman is a person who is able through the Holy Spirit being helped by heaven because the will of the Father is that we are aware of Satan's thoughts and plans before he executes them. Let me repeat that. The will of the Father is that there be people on earth, there be people in Newcastle, there will be people everywhere who are able, who have been placed there strategically by heaven. They are watchmen, they are not sleeping, they are alert, they are watchful. So before the enemy, while he thinks about it, while he plots, the Holy Spirit reveals it to them. And they are able to intervene before the enemy executes his plans. Say hallelujah. 
Now, I'll tell you stories about that one. Now, what happens if we are not aware of the plans of the enemy? Now, the enemy, of course, has an advantage. Because he was supposed to be detected by the church. There is so much about the church of Christ on earth than what you have been exposed to. Our job here is amazing. Our job, our task, our assignment on earth is, is incredible. Angels know it, but we don't. Because of, of, of how we've been cultured. But in the presence of, a, of, of an amazing watchful watchman, there are things which are prevented from happening, which the enemy was going to execute just availed, but he can't because somebody rose up and they went to the Lord and said, Father, I, I stop it. I bled the blood of Jesus. I cover this area in Jesus' name. You begin to intercede. You begin to weep. You go on a fast and you pray. That's our job. We are warriors. We have come to be a blessing in the earth for the glory of God. So in the absence of such people, the enemy has an advantage. He takes advantage of us, of our, of, of our homes, of our marriages, of our families, of our finances, of our friends, of our children. With a term in English, it says he gains on us. Because someone was supposed to sound the alarm was sleeping. You did something the night before you slept for, you watch this movie until one in the morning. Now you can't wake up. Because you're just so tired. But if there's a burden on you, so you know exactly what it until watch time because it brings discipline to your life. I can't I can't just sit with you because you're sitting around the fire. I know I must wake up at two, whatever whatever time. I think she wakes up at 12. I'll figure it out. I know. Reached at 2. Um, I, know, I know when you send your, your, your WhatsApp things. Oh, they are awake. They are praying. No, that's how I know. But we, 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 we get so busy. And it's the enemy. He gets us tired. Because he does not want us to be alert. There's so much noise. There's so much stuff. Splurring. Everywhere. We can't hear the voice of the Spirit whispering to say, a sense of fear, something a sudden. Something that's coming on. You have no idea what he is. But God trusts you because at the time you are the available watchman who is able to detect and discern. At that time, Unne is in a taxi. It's two minutes away from colliding with a truck. And now God prompts you in the spirit. Go, 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 go. I don't know how many of you have had that experience. I'm sure most of you have had that. And you go and pray, just pray in tongues. Because I don't know what to... Because the Bible says if you are praying in tongues, I pray according to his will. And then you will realize that something... Maybe she will never even get to tell you. And we'll never even ask her. But there are things which are prevented that way. 
Watch out, watchmen. Hallelujah. Now, let, let me tell you this, this story just to emphasize this point. There, there, there's a prophet in, in the U.S. called Dutch Sheets. It's, it's amazing. They're amazing uh, watchmen in the U.S. and everywhere. Now, he, he tells his story. He says, um, I once watched a television interview with a famous Hollywood actress whose lover had rolled off a yacht in a drunken stupor and drowned. The actress, who probably had not thought about God in months, looked at the camera, her face twisted by grief, and asked strangely, how could a loving God allow this to happen? Before the accident, no, there is no God. But as soon as something wrong happens, how could a loving God allow such a thing to happen? Basil one, God is inviting you. You will make your own decision. Whether you want to carry on as a person who decides in the morning whether I'm going to church today or not. You know, your actions are so open. Going to church is one of them. Or you are going to realize that God is doing something and he wants you to be part of it. God is calling his church out and he wants you to be part of that group who are going to ensure that the destinies of cities and families are restored. You will choose what you do with it. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, the story I've just told you, that that shit, there's two things I want us to note there before I share Jeremiah with you. Uh, it's, 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 it's 10 to 11. The story I just told you about uh, Dutch sheets. If Vesuguti, you see, the protection from God is not automatic. I, I want these things to explain in your mind why we see so much happening in the world. The protection from heaven is not automatic. So according to this woman, the guy who was drunk, they curse and they do, they just live outside of God. According to this lady, when, after having invited the spirit of death through the lifestyle that he was leading, suddenly God must now intervene and, and prevent that from happening. It does not work like that. There are principles in the world God has put together. There's one of them is sowing and reaping. It's a principle that stands. You cannot change it. Whatever I deposit, that will be my withdrawal. It's a principle. Whatever I sow, that's what I'm going to reap. Now, we cannot expect God to break his own rules when it suits us. Let me begin to ask him questions. Why he did not do what he was supposed to do. In other words, we have a part to play as human beings. But as much as God is sovereign, something called the sovereignty of God, in other words, it's very powerful. As much as he's sovereign, but according to scripture, 
He does not have total control of everything. There are things that we do. For instance, if I go, see, I can live here now and go and, and buy if he, if he owns. And you can't do anything about it. You can't stop me. You can't. And he can't stop me. I can live right now. That is me now. There's no angel who's gonna step and say, Come on! We we need No no no. It's 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 my choice. And the choice will send me to hell. So as much as he's sovereign and he's all powerful, but he does not have total control of everything, some of the stuff that happens, it they are as a result of the decisions we have made and the seed we have sown. I know there are many people who leave God because somebody was, uh, was sick and they had cancer and they... But I wanted to know that God is a, is a loving God. God is a loving God. Oh, God, God is a loving God, but He does not control everything that happens in my life now let's go to jeremiah 5 we are almost done uh, verses 23 to verse 25 uh, jeremiah 25 uh, i am prophet jeremiah now this particular scripture says but this people has a defiant and rebellious heart they have revolted and departed. They do not say in their heart, let us now fear the Lord our God, who gives rain, both the former and the latter, in its season. He reserves for us the appointed weeks of the harvest. Then it says, listen to this. Your iniquities have turned these things away. Your iniquities have turned these things away and your sins have withheld good. Now you can describe good. What is good? That everybody wants to see in their families, in their lives. We all want to see good stuff. But the Bible says, and your sins have withheld. It was supposed to be released, but it was withheld from you. So in Tando, what he goes on is to alert and warn us of the plans of the enemy. So we, we, we must, you know when you go back home, I, I am trusting God for this ministry. That you are going to be revived and you are going to understand in a different light. God is looking for people who are going to be able to hear his voice. And he can trust them. That when there is something about to happen, I can always dial so and so. Sometimes there are emergencies in the spirit. Which need people who are really connected. Really connected. With their ear on the ground, so to speak. Now, can I turn on your neighbor? There are things certain people cannot be entrusted with in God because their very lifestyle is not tuned that way. God is seeking for people 
Mamulong. Him. Amen. Who are going to be tuned. Tune, tune yourself to the voice and the vibrations of heaven. In Jesus' name, say amen. 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 You, all of us here. Now, before we used to think that about a fivefold ministry, those are the big shots. There's a teacher, a pastor, an evangelist, a prophet, an apostle. Those are the main guys. Now, God is, is, is mobilizing the body. It's not going to be a, man, a one-man show anymore because this generation cannot be saved by just few people who are celebrities in churches. The Lord Jesus, He wants every member in the body to know their place, where they are. His desire is for us to have more church Monday to Saturday. Have more church in your private place than you have yet. If you can be that kind of Christian. Oh, I'm telling you, there is hope for this generation. Have more church on your own. In your private place. How many times, how many hours do we sleep? Eight? I will sleep for, for that long. When the word is burning. Eight hours sleeping. Eight. One hour, I'm sleeping, I'm sleeping, I'm sleep, I sleep. No! In other words, Unkulukulu Uso Gwenza, I'm telling you, you will be willing, you will say, Father, I'm giving away this hour. I'm giving as a down payment for this generation, I'm, I'm giving it for them to be rescued. I'm going to pray. In Jesus' name. How many of you here are trusting God for that? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. So as we close, if 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 our families and our friends and our marriages and all the stuff that we we see that's broken. If it's going to be fixed, it's not going to be automatic. The people who are broken out there, they can't pray for themselves. I don't know if you understand that. Do you know that Umganwako, you know when they are going through stuff, they don't go to the friend of Hamanan. Uberalo, Okulmi Sensich, no man call. He speaks to that one. When he's going through something serious in, the, in, in, in his life, God wants to send people out there who are going to preach Jesus Christ to a dying world in the language that your people can understand within the circles in which you move. He wants us to do church more outside the church building than we do on Sunday. He wants us to go out and be of influence. He wants us to go out and be a blessing. Otherwise, they are dying and they will go to hell forever. Now, there's another part, by the way. If you have no idea what hell is, 
I can speak until I am blue in the face. You will feel nothing. Because we have no concept of what hell is about. When someone dies, one of the shocks um, spare. You know when someone dies, one of the greatest shocking things is to realize that they have not died. They just left their bodies. Because we think that when you die, it's like, it's like something that is normal. One of the, of the shocking things, the most excruciating things, is when something happens, there's no dark thing, you just leave your body and you can see yourself there. And you are here, you see them, you see them trying to resuscitate you. Now the question is, now I'm here. What's gonna happen next? We need to teach on hell, especially today. Understand what, what hell is about. Understand that there are different dimensions even in hell, even for preachers. It's Hogwarts, she's selling the I won't come out. I pray that in your hearts because when you live here you will realize oh, who know that you go to church but you spend 99% of the time discussing other business you have never told them nothing about Jesus Christ we're busy entertaining each other to hell We are entertaining, hugging each other to hell, high-fiving each other to hell. He said, I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it's the power of God. Amen. We're almost done, Bazar. We're almost done. Just, just bear with me. So, we have a big role to out. I have a big role to play. I was born for a reason. I was born for a purpose. Amen. So again, as, as we are about to close Barcelona Kingdom Embassy House, understand that if you are to possess the land and walk in our preordained purpose, we, our capabilities and our capacity to watch must be restored. Otherwise, there is no future. The people that you're going to meet tomorrow, they have no hope. You know the worst thing? Which saddens me. They think everything is fine. They just think everything is fine. You know, they think everything is okay. They, they have no idea of what's going on. That's why they need people who are going... They, they even have no desire to pray because they have money, they are wearing nice clothes, and they are just so comfortable. That's what the enemy, it's called sponsored comfort. It keeps you blinded to reality. Because he is so strategic, he can even surround you with friends who are going to ensure that you never get to understand the real stuff. Because they're just always there. Even if you don't have money for, 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 for drinks, they are there. He sponsors them. He surrounds you. Especially if he knows that there's something about you, about your destiny. He will surround you with people who will ensure that it becomes difficult for you 
to walk in your preordained purpose. So, we must be restored, church. We must be restored. We have done church for a long time. Now we must realize who we are. We must understand our place in society. Our condition must be restored. Our condition as the pride of Christ must be restored so that we can be restored back to our position of authority once again. So I, I'm praying that you cooperate with the Holy Spirit. He's going to be whispering to you. Trust me. I pray that this word today does not give you rest. You are better not being here. You are better not being here today. You should have missed the service. Now I've told you. He is burdened in his heart and he's inviting you into a new relationship. Not this, I uh, just, uh, you know, indifferent, casual relationship with the Lord. Whether when I feel like it, I do it. When I don't feel, it's all about you, it's about your feelings. There is no burden, there is no fire burning in your bones. And irrespective of what you feel, my feelings, Father, are irrelevant. I don't even trust them because they are deceitful. We are watchmen. Out, I am a watchman. We are watchmen. I, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna finish next week, but can you allow me? I feel that we have done enough for today. Just stand on your feet. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just lift up our hands before the Lord and just, just pray for a few moments. Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you for your word. Oh, God. Lord, we give you our hearts. We give you our hearts. We give you our lives. We thought we had given you our lives. Lord of Isaacs, that we cherish, you're still with us. And Father, we want to lay all the Isaacs on the altar. Isaacs of much comfort. It's too much sleep. Too much food. Father, we want to be able to be of use. Of course, you give us the choice to be ordinary. We will have served you and we will have accepted Christ Jesus and you will still go to heaven. But we are a company of people who realize that you are inviting us to a relationship with you that is different. You are setting us apart. You are calling us out. And you said, come out my people. Come out from amongst them and be ye separate. And Father, I pray right now for your people in jesus name that you help us oh god to be in sync to be in line with your will to feel what you feel to hate what you hate to love what you love i pray for a burden 
Give your people a burden this morning, Father, I pray. Give your people in this place a burden. Something that's going to wreck their lives forever. I pray that you don't give us rest. Don't give us rest, oh God. From this point onwards, don't allow us to be ordinary. Don't allow us, oh God, just to be normal people. Scars forever. Cause a limp that is so visible in our lives that it is impossible not to see that something has changed about us in this place in Jesus' name. And the church said,